Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just test voice. Let's welcome our guest. Vicki Brett-Gock is a certified personal chef, master certified vegan lifestyle coach, plant-based culinary instructor, and the author of the Plant-Based for Life cookbook. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Vicki Brett-Gock. Welcome back, my green warrior, and welcome to the show, Vicki. Yay. Thank you, Amy. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I am so happy. We've been waiting for you to be on the show for a while and anticipating. And Green Warrior today, Vicki, is going to be showcasing. I couldn't believe it when she told me she's going to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So these recipes are, well, she designed them to tantalize your taste buds while supporting your journey towards sustained weight loss and the reversal of chronic diseases. So get ready, because this is going to be a culinary adventure that proves plant-based eating can be delicious and transformative. Right, Vicki? Absolutely. That's absolutely right, for sure. <laughs> People think this is hard. It does not have to be hard. No, it certainly doesn't. And I'm going to, actually, I wanted to start off because we have um, a true or false game that we like to do. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off. We just have one uh, question today. So I'm going to start off with our game. And then we're going to be going shortly into uh, the recipe demo. So here we go. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below. And Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, Green Warrior, put on your thinking cap. Here we go. True or false, being vegan is expensive. False. Mm. False. Okay. And why do you say that, Vicki? It does not have to be expensive at all. There are so many ways that people can be plant-based on a budget with all kinds of easy tricks to have in your pantry and your freezer to make um, turning a meal into quickly getting it on the table from just an idea to actually ready to serve with very, very simple ingredients like beans and potatoes and frozen vegetables and things like that. It does not have to be expensive. So um, yeah, so that's definitely a myth. I think we can disprove that today. Yeah, I think you will. And I've, I've even come across that myself. And I think sometimes people think that being vegan or whole food plant-based, however you want to uh, phrase it, Sometimes it could be expensive if you purchased pre-made food, right? That's exactly right. Uh, if you buy a lot of kind of on the more highly processed foods that are plant-based, they do tend to be more expensive than the very simple ingredients that go into creating a lovely recipe at home. And they don't have to take a long time. The things we're going to make today are very quick and simple with easy to, um, you know, pronounce ingredients. And none of them are very expensive. They're just all easily accessible. And yeah, they can be simple, easy, and delicious. 
Yeah. And today, these things that you're, these del delicious dishes that you're going to prepare for us, they're familiar. That's the thing that I love about it. So kind of give us, tantalize us a little bit and tell us what, what you're going to be doing with these. Well, the you know, I think, I, I think that what makes being whole food plant-based sustainable is making the food easy enough to fit into your day, but also delicious enough that you want to come back to it. So what I'm going to be creating today is kind of my version of, of how these are go-to recipes I make in my own kitchen over and over. And they're the same recipes that I um, show to my clients because I know they work. They work for me. They work for them. So we're going to start with a very easy no-cook breakfast that will be a, a version of overnight oats with very delicious flavors. And but again, simple and then a super easy salad that someone can have for lunch with a delicious, creamy, homemade dressing and then um, a quick dish that you can make for dinner that I call mac and cheese perfection. It's just so easy, so delicious and a sauce that can be used in lots of ways throughout the week. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to, we'll get started with, um, you know, showing how easy things can be uh, with just very, very basic ingredients. Oh, well, that's so exciting. And we have, okay, we have just wanted to do some shout outs. Sid Nodder. Hi, Sid. She said hello to two of my favorite people. Well, we were talking about you, Sid, right before the show, saying that you're one of our favorite people. <laughs> Absolutely. Hi, Sid. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Sid. And Stephanie Simpson. Hello, everyone. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, and Stephanie. Mona Arant is saying hi to everyone. Oh, isn't this nice? We're getting a lot of people popping in and saying hi this is just so nice to see everybody saying hello to everyone and thanks hi thanks see getting a lot of fun people coming in so so nice it's a great great tribe that we're building here and it's really nice when we see the new faces that we haven't met before and then the familiar ones as well i think it's very very cool and Absolutely. i wanted to let everybody know that the recipes that uh, Vicki will be preparing today. Don't worry about scr scr scratching them on paper or whatever. We're going to have them all available to you. There'll be a link in the show notes and you'll have it all laid out for you with the ingredients and the directions. Everything will be there so you can just sit back and relax and enjoy it and and not stress about it. And let's just see. Okay, I just want to make sure if we had any more shout outs before we begin. So are you ready to start out with the first recipe, Vicki? I am ready. And All right. So I'll just move our cookbook aside here. Oh, but I'm glad that you say cookbook. I forgot to mention that Vicki is donating a copy of that very cookbook that just moved away. And one of you guys that are watching or, or getting the, the link, you're going to be able to, to uh go ahead and try to enter to win this cookbook. And we're not gonna draw for it today, but we will be drawing for it on our next broadcast. So the information for the drawing is also going to be in the show notes too. So this is a wonderful cookbook. And you're gonna see just a sample of the kind of things that uh, Vicki has created. And you're going to enjoy it very much. And she'll talk more about the book at, after uh, she does the recipe demos. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to, 
to get that done. And I also, and Sid, you're in the house, we're going to be drawing for Sid's book, The Plan A Diet. My green words, you have uh, gone and entered in to win this. And we have a few people that have tried to put in their entrances to win this book, which is a wonderful book. We're going to be drawing for it a little bit later. So stay tuned. See if your name gets picked. Okay, now that we're doing that, I'm going to take let you take it away, Vicki. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much, Amy. And thank you so much for allowing me to join today. I'm so excited to be able to share a few recipes with everyone. And you know, many people have heard about Veganuary as a way of sort of jumpstarting a fresh way of thinking about our health with whole food, plant-based, vegan food, and um, as a you know, as a start to the new year. And the recipes I'm making today for you are great examples of ways that you can kind of make this easy in your own kitchen. And so we'll start today with with our overnight oats, which is a way to kind of create almost you could do a week's worth. You can do as many days ahead as you wish because these stay really great they they um last really well in the refrigerator for a number of days so you can kind of have line up a number of jars i'm going to do two today but these are a really um very efficient way to kind of create a breakfast that's waiting for you they're also very portable you can grab one and take it with you in your lunchbox for work you can um you know Anyway, lots of easy ways that you can enjoy these. And another fun way is actually by, um, so it can be breakfast, but it can also be a snack or a late night, um, you know, even indulgence as, uh, because it's all good, healthy food. So here's what we're going to do. I've got this little funnel that fits the jar. You don't need this, but it's just my way of just making sure everything ends up where it's supposed to. So I'm putting about a third of a cup of oats into two different jars. And again, you can line up you know, five of them, eight of them. If you've got several people in your family that will be enjoying these, you can make as many as you need to, or you can just do one. Um, and another thing you can do is mix up your flavors from day to day, but I'm just gonna make these two that will be the same as each other. And as I mentioned, I'm using just about a third of a cup of oats, but that's flexible too, because if you wanna have more or less oats and a different ratio of the fruit on top to the oats, all of this is just exactly customizable to whatever makes you very happy in the morning. So we're gonna start with the oats, as I mentioned, and then we're gonna put in some a half a teaspoon or so of cinnamon, or you can use an apple pie spice, or you can use a pumpkin pie spice, whatever you like. I like cinnamon, so that's what I'm using as my go-to. And then from there, we're gonna put in our fruit. And I've got, um, no, actually next thing we're gonna do is put in our milk. And you can use any kind of a plant milk that you like. I'm using just a vanilla unsweetened almond milk. And what I'm doing, because I don't like a lot of liquid, is I'm just pouring enough to cover the oats. And then as it sits, the oats are going to absorb the liquid and become softer overnight. And the longer they're in the refrigerator, the softer they become. Um, and they end up after a couple of days of almost having kind of a texture similar to cooked oats. But before that, they're a little bit more chewy and quite lovely. So again, if you like more liquid, you could put more liquid into your jar. 
that's what I like. You could also use juice if you wanted to instead of the plant milk. And then from there, I'm gonna add some frozen raspberries. So I'm adding, you know, roughly a third of a cup or so to each of these. And in my book, I have one where I'm using a very similar recipe, but it's got blueberries instead of the raspberries. What I love about frozen berries is that they, the juice from the berries just starts to kind of leak down and kind of bleed into that below, into the oats, and it creates this lovely sort of pink, um, you know, kind of color that starts to flavor the milk, and it's just so lovely. So after that now, I'm adding another frozen fruit, and you wouldn't need to. You could have it all be one kind. You could have it be some frozen and some fresh. Um, you could add, uh, you know, fresh berries to this if you choose. I like frozen because they're already ready to, uh, you know, they're already washed, they're already prepped, so I love to use those. I'm using now some um, peaches. And you can also, if you choose to, use um, something like a mango or um, pineapple. You get that same kind of color and a little bit different flavor profile. And you can use as little or as much of this as you like. And so we've got that kind of all stuffed in there. And now what I'm going to do is just top it off. Now, this could be plenty. It could be just perfect and ready for tomorrow or you can just garnish it with just a little bit more flavor. And that's what I'm doing now. So I'm gonna put on top, you can use a little bit of a, any dried fruit you like. I've got a little dates that I diced up and I'm, it's about a tablespoon or so of each uh, that I'm putting into each one. But you could use raisins or a different kind of dried fruit or skip this step. It just adds a little bit of sweetness because I'm making this without any sweetener and again, you can do whatever you like for your overnight oats because these are highly customizable. And then on top of that, we're just gonna add a little bit of nuts. I've got some toasted almonds that I'm putting on top. And you could skip this step if you're avoiding nuts or you could use a different kind of nut if you wanted to. And these are all ready to put into the refrigerator for tomorrow. And they're, they really look great to me already, but they'll get even better as they sit. So what I'm gonna do now is put the tops on them and then let them sit overnight. And to serve them tomorrow morning, if you wanted to have one to, in the morning, because this would be just the perfect amount of time, is to take this out and if you want to, you could just eat right out of the jar cold, but I like it kind of warmed up just a little bit. So I would tomorrow put this into a bowl and microwave it for, you know, a small amount of time, maybe 30 seconds or something like that, again, to taste. And I might cover this with some fresh banana or a little bit more fruit because I like a lot of fruit. So, um, but this is perfect just as it is. And um, I think you could, you could enjoy this either warm or cold, whatever you prefer. And that is our overnight oats. Wow, so it breakfast like a dessert. I know. <laughs> oh, wait, let me and get you full screen so you can show. Mmm. So <laughs> these are just great. so delicious. And I actually, a lot of times prefer a savory breakfast and so for for me sometimes 
this overnight oats becomes a quick lunch in the afternoon. And so again, you can use this any way you like. It could even be like you say, Amy, it could be a delicious, healthy dessert as well. So that's yeah. our oats. And you could eat, eat it cold or room temperature, or you could, like you said, warm it up. And that's wonderful. And, and, the, and the fact that you can vary the ingredients to what your lifestyle and your taste buds dictate. Just and so whatever awesome. it is. Just, because my, my, my grandma, well, she used to make jello, but she used to take them and put them in, in uh, glasses. And she used to make layers of different ingredients to, you know, and she would put fruit in there. And it just, it, it reminded me of how pretty it looked, you know, in, in the glasses. So Absolutely. the mason jars are very useful. And that's a really good point, Amy, because if someone doesn't have a jar, you can make this in a glass, a drinking glass, and just cover it with a little bit of plastic wrap. You just want to make sure that it's, you know, the top is on just for safety so it doesn't spill in your refrigerator. But it doesn't have to be specifically a jar if you don't have one. You can use any container. I've actually heard of people who make a large like glass bowl full of this because they have you know a lot of people having breakfast in the morning no reason it has to be an individual portion it's just that for me i'm the only one eating these so for me this is the right amount and so i'm all set to go but yeah there's um and also these are really nice to travel with like if you're taking a car trip and you want to bring along a cooler with some ideas for breakfast for the next few days it's a really nice way not to have to depend on whatever you might find roadside or in the community that you're visiting if they aren't, you know, maybe um, as uh, used to the idea of plant-based food. Um, this is an easy breakfast, so you don't have to worry about whatever they're serving as a continental breakfast in your hotel or whatever either. So I do have this recipe in my cookbook, as I was mentioning to um, Amy, but this is a blueberry version and that's one I make a lot, but I've just really started enjoying this with a variety of berries. You can use mixed berries, you know, and uh, this time of year, relying on frozen berries, at least in our, I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and we've got winter in a vengeance right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like 20 degrees below zero wind chill. Now the real temperature is more like two degrees or seven degrees now, something like that. It's a positive number, but it's cold. And so this is the kind of weather I like to kind of hibernate a little bit. So I don't go out to the store to get fresh produce as often as I do in the warmer weather. And so relying on a freezer with all, you know, stocked up with different kinds of berries and peaches and mango and things like that makes life easy if I want to make some overnight oats or maybe put some muffins together or something like that. So yeah. yeah, so that's our first recipe. That's how think, easy it is. Oh, and I want to just say, Kat said, that looks tasty. Yeah, I agree, Kat. It looks really, really good. <laughs> and I try to avoid sugar. So I that's another reason I like to use fruit, because that way I feel like I'm indulging a little bit and I'm getting kind of satisfying my sweet tooth. That's why I added even a little dates, but that's optional. I often make this without that kind of thing as well. And it also depends on how sweet your fruit is that you're using. So if you're using, let's just say, really sweet blueberries or strawberries, um, you might not need to add anything extra that is a sweetener like the date here. If you're using more tart um, fruit, like the raspberries tend to be a little bit on the tart side when they're frozen, I think, then that might be, you know, an indicator that you could kind of 
add a little sweetener with the dried fruit if you choose. I always, but again, the dried fruit itself is just the fruit. There's no sugar added or anything like that. So that's what I'm choosing. But again, everybody gets to pick what they want in their own overnight oats. And this is nice because if you did have a, a maybe a large family and they had different, some people don't like certain things, they could design it the way that they would like. That's a, that's a great idea. And mom caregiver said, if they don't have jars and lids like that, they should buy some as they are just so handy. I use them and have my son's applesauces, baked beans, and chocolate, well, chocolate sweet potato. Uh-oh, that Ooh. sounds really good. <laughs> Banana puddings he eats. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like lots of great ways to use the jars, and that's definitely true. I use my jars all the time for my spice mixtures and for you know, leftovers and for sauces that I make and all kinds of things. So I find them really handy too. And they're usually just a dollar or so, um, kind of depends, but um, I think you can get them on Amazon or at your local hardware store, even the grocery store. And I had a class once where we had 25 people making their own overnight oats for the next day as uh, just that was part of what we did as everyone got to make their breakfast and take it home. And I had just like you're describing, if everyone likes different things, I had a variety of fruits that people could choose from. They were all frozen, I think, but um, different kinds of frozen fruit, different kinds of nuts, um, you know, dried fruit, and people can just kind of mix and match. If someone doesn't like one kind of thing, you know, everyone can kind of make their own. And that's a fun thing to do with kids, too, because everyone can kind of prepare and have in that way kids take a stake in what they're going to be enjoying tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait to go get my overnight oats that I made last night. So it's a fun way to get kids to eat healthy in the morning, too. That's very clever. And Diana said, I have found jars at thrift shop at great prices, including the big mason jars. Oh, wow. See? Great idea. Yeah. A those lot big of ones are handy too. Thrift stores. I've had friends sure. that have found instant pots and all kinds of things that, that people have given away. So that's really, that's a very, uh, okay. So Kat wanted to know how long does Vicky think is the longest they would last in the refrigerator? So I think they might last as much as a week, and it probably depends on uh, your refrigerator and uh, the actual temperature in there, but I think that I've had mine that long. Usually they don't last that long. I'll just make, um, I, I tend to make enough for three or four days, and that's not because they won't last long. It's because I just like to mix things up and maybe have a little bit more variety. So I like to maybe have the same thing for a few days and then I'm ready to try something new. But if you wanted to simplify and just make enough for the week, I do think they would last you for at least five to seven days. That's thank you for that. And I, I know that uh, Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Esselstyn's wife, and she makes a lot of cookbooks. And she had said that one of the things she likes to eat is just rolled oats out of the container. Like she'll just take a spoonful of them and eat them. Because I think that a lot of us have thought that the only way you can eat them is if you heat them up and prepare them, right? And what you're saying is you could eat it right away, just like that, and not worry about it. My husband actually eats raw oats also, and there's, and you definitely can. They're good for you. I like personally to give them a little bit of flavor before I eat them, but they're absolutely go for it if you like them raw. Good stuff. Diana said I'd prep them up ahead for five days. That's good to know. Perfect. And Sid said these sound perfect for road trips with the cooler. Oh, yes. 
I think they're perfect for road trips. And I have actually done this very thing where I've put them in the, um, exactly like you're saying, Sid, put them in the cooler, take enough for as, you know, the long weekend or three or four days, and then stick them into the refrigerator once you get to your hotel. And then they're good for, you know, morning every day that you're there. So it's, an, it's a fun way to make sure you've got what you need. And this is all about self-care, right? Because we're really taking the time to take good care of ourselves because we're worth it. And we're the only ones that can do that. So it's worth taking the time to just plan ahead a little bit. Can be super easy like this. And then you've got what you need and you're all set. Yeah. And mom caregiver in the comments was, I, I guess, obviously, that's what her, her, her YouTube name is. But she said that she's caring for her son and she's feeding him plant-based foods. And, and so self-care and also, and she said that it was one of the reasons is, she wants to adopt the lifestyle too. She's adopting it because she wants to be there for her son. So exactly, this self-care is, is care for everyone eventually. Exactly. That's exactly right. So we can get started on our salad now. Excellent. That's excellent. Yes. And that's a really simple salad that we're going to be putting together. I'm going to show you how simple. So I'm that's just grabbing bowl. it. Thank you. This is just a a glass bowl it's a pyrex bowl it's a part of a set that i got at costco of like four i think it's four different size bowls but this one's nice for a big salad and so um i, I love to make salads as we all do um, but i don't like to spend a ton of time on them so i like to grab things and just make it super easy as one variation. Sometimes I make them a little bit more complex with layers in jars and they might have beans and fruit and quinoa and all kinds of fun stuff. But my go-to for every day tends to be just something super easy. So I like to buy the pre-washed greens when I can find them. And so I'm just putting in here, I just chopped up some romaine um, lettuce. And so this is just, um, just my base and i'm adding to that uh, what's called power crunch it's an immune boosting blend and so they're basically some baby greens and some microgreens and just a little bit more color and i just chopped them up because i like them just a little bit more bite size but that's just me and then now so now i've got my base and it can be just this easy and then we're going to put our salad dressing over it that we're making but for more color, this tends to be my everyday salad. I like to put in a little bit of shredded carrots. These are just organic pre-shredded carrots. Not that you shouldn't shred them yourself or slice them because that's even better because you've done it yourself and you know exactly, um, you know, you get exactly what you want. But I do like a little bit of the convenience of having some things prepared for me um, as a, just a simple ingredient and then to add that to my salad. So I like the combination of colors that I'm going to be showing you. Just a little bit of shredded carrots, a little bit of organic cucumber that I've sliced up. So easy, right? And then just a little bit of red cabbage for color and cruciferous vegetables. Cabbage being one of them is always so good for us. So it's nice to try to include that every day. This is my big bowl of salad, could not be easier. But again, this is just my base and you could use, again, you can add any other vegetable that you love to this, but this is just gonna be our simple salad. 
we'll make our dressing and I'll show you how we're going to put our lunch together. So that is so beautiful and colorful and it just looks like something that somebody went through a lot of trouble to make and, and all you did was just put, put in the ingredients yeah. like that. Exactly. And it can be really easy. And again, whatever's in, um, you know, whatever's in season. So if it's tomato season, you've got some delicious tomatoes you want to add, or you've got some lovely bell peppers, or you want to add onions, whatever you like, you can customize. This is just your, can be your base. And then you can add lots more greens to it. Any, um, you know, any other vegetables that you love. And then as I say, to kind of turn it into even more of a satisfying meal, you could add some beans to it, some quinoa, some cooked tofu or tempeh, whatever you like. So, um, but we'll just leave it at that as our very, very simple base today. And now we're going to start our salad dressing and that's where it gets a little bit more exciting but also very easy. So we're putting everything, all of our ingredients for our salad dressing. I'm calling this a creamy buttermilk ranch dressing. So it's a simple salad with our buttermilk ranch. And it's not really buttermilk, but it just kind of reminds me of buttermilk ranch dressing. So we're gonna add to our blender jar, one cup of raw cashews. So these, we don't wanna use roasted. You wanna make sure that these are just raw, simple cashews that don't have any oil or salt and they haven't been roasted because that's what's going to allow us to get to the creaminess that we want in this dressing. Now, if you don't have a Vitamix, I would suggest at this point that you would, if you're using a different kind of blender that isn't a high-powered blender, it's advisable to soak the um, cashews before you use them. But um, in a Vitamix, you really don't need to, I find. So now we're going to add our liquid milk and i'm using i'm using soy milk as my milk and then a little bit of water and i happen to just mix them together in this container you certainly don't need to do that and then i'm adding some lemon juice a squirt of ground mustard and i'm saying in here about two teaspoons i'm just going to eyeball it because i don't mind if i have a little extra i really like that flavor of the mustard and then I'm saying to add about a teaspoon of balsamic vinegar. And again, it does not have to be anything fancy, but it can be. You can use a flavored vinegar if you want to. You can use extra vinegar if you want to. I'm just going to give it about a teaspoon, maybe two, just a little splash there. I find that I like it with extra balsamic as well. So again, I don't bother to measure because I'm looking for that shortcut that works for me. Hey, Vicki, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Sid want to know if white beans could be used in place of the cashews. Absolutely, yes. In fact, the white beans can be used if you're avoiding nuts. You could use steamed cauliflower instead. So definitely you don't need to use the nuts if you're avoiding nuts. And then Thanks. I've got a dash of a salt. Good suggestion. Very good suggestion and that works great. And the, I would say that having tried it both ways, it's a little creamier with the nuts but if you're used to not having nuts, you won't miss that. And it'll still be really nice and creamy and flavorful. So definitely works um, that way as well. So, um, and I added a dash of salt, but again, if you're avoiding salt, just leave that out. And now we'll run our Vitamix. 
so I'll make just a little bit of noise here for well, a moment. What I'm going to do is I'm going to mute you while you uh, do that. So I'm muting Vicky so that you guys, if you're listening, especially with a headset or something, that you won't have to hear the behind a mix go. And it shouldn't take her too long. If you have any questions or comments, please post them. I'd love to put them up and talk about what you're thinking about with Vicky. And I think it looks like she might be done. Let's see. Oh, almost. I can see it's still going. So have any of you used those substitutions that uh, Vicky had talked about or that Sid had talked about? Okay, I had muted you, so we didn't hear the Vitamix, and I just kind of talked <laughs> while you were blending. <laughs> and that's how fast that is. And it's, Isn't it's it like something? That's so fantastic. fast. You can make your own dressing so fast that it's kind of like um, as, about as fast as it would take you to go to the refrigerator and get <laughs> get some that you bought already pre-made or something out of the refrigerator. But since I'm avoiding oil, um, I like to make my own dressings and it can be just sometimes I just use plain vinegar, um, you know, plain flavor or flavored or plain balsamic. Um, and that's kind of a, a standard as well. But where, sometimes I like just the creaminess of the ranch that I'm making here. And so I'm just going to take a little bit of salad and plate this in this very simple way. And again, we've got this creamy, creamy ranch. And I'm just going to show you how easy it is to just serve this up. And this also stays good in the refrigerator for a good week. And as it sits, when you use the cashews that I've used, it does get thicker. So a lot of times when I take it out of the refrigerator and I'll store the leftover of this dressing in a jar as well, a bigger one, more like a pint size probably. And um, I do add a little bit of water after the first day or so because it gets a little bit thicker and I'm, I'm able to thin it out with a little bit of water. So this is our salad. And of course, if this were your lunch, you might have a really big amount of this because um, you'll want to have plenty of food. And this is also a lovely side along with something else or to put this into a wrap and have a salad inside of a wrap. So all kinds of fun ways you can enjoy this. And here's our here's our lunch salad. Oh, I would go to that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> this is really Mona said I could easily eat that big bowl of salad yes me too mona i'm a salad yeah. eater as well <laughs> and that's what i was going to say too i tend to this might be two salads for me but i you know about a quart or so is common for me to have for a lunch and i would often add something to it that i might have left over maybe some beans or some um you know if i had some tofu that i cooked ahead or some tempeh um, or some quinoa, as I mentioned, or maybe some fruit. So I might mix and match different days and add different things to this. But um, I would tend to eat quite a bit of it for, for lunch. I might add some roasted vegetables, um, some sweet potatoes, things like that. So you can make it as interesting and exciting as you like from day to day. But that's our, that's our lunch salad. And now we're ready to make our dinner. Look at that. You're making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and in just such little time. Because somebody would be sitting at a restaurant with a beeper in their lap, and it still wouldn't have gone <laughs> off, and, and waiting for one meal. <laughs> That's right. 
And when you make a big salad, and of course, this was a random amount that I kind of created as, as a bowl of salad here. But if you're making enough for several days, you might want to make an even bigger uh, batch so that you can have lots of salads that are ready to enjoy. A lot of times, I think the barrier to having salad is that we don't feel like chopping. And so we might feel like eating the salad if someone else made it for us. And so we can be that person that makes it for us, but just do it ahead. So you've got enough for a couple of days. And depending on what ingredients, which ingredients you choose, you might be able to um, make a, you know, enough for several days. And if they're a little more delicate, like the baby greens and microgreens I'm using, they won't be as good after about three days, I find. So I would probably make about, this would be like two days worth probably for me, and then I'll do it again. So it kind of just depends what you're including a little bit more hearty ingredients will last even longer in the refrigerator. You could add avocado, tomatoes, all those things we talked about as well. Yeah. So are we ready for dinner? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking to green warriors who love to eat. So we, we are always ready for the always, next meal. <laughs> <laughs> always ready. All right. So here we go. We're going to start. Um, I'm actually made just before we came on. I made a pot of um, of whole wheat pasta, and so my pasta is waiting for me, and that it's nice and warm already. So that's going to be nice. Um, and so now we're going to make our sauce, and the sauce we're making is a cheese, a no cheese cheese sauce, and there's lots of different ways of doing this, and I'm going to show you what I like to do as my go-to. So here we go. I have started with an onion and I sauteed this onion in water. So it's still, I don't use oil. So I just sauteed this literally in water and it still gets nice and brown. Lots of times people will say to me, does it work without oil? Well, yes, it does. You can see it gets nice and golden still. And I will honestly say that I think it takes a little bit longer to saute in water than it does in oil but i do find that it can get just as you know caramelized and nice and golden brown so i'm taking that onion and i'm just going to put that caramelized sauteed onion into my food processor or i'm uh, not my food processor sorry into my vitamix this is a larger container of a Vitamix because we're going to be making a sauce that is going to need that larger container. Is that 64 ounces on that one? That's exactly right. Yep, this is a 64. You could probably get away without it being all the way to that size. There's one in between, isn't there? This one is, um, I think, 32, the one I made my dressing in. So we're starting with the onion. And then we're going to add all of our ingredients just to the jar of the Vitamix to get our sauce going. So we're going to go again into the idea of cashews to turn our sauce creamy. So I'm using a cup of cashews and I'll answer Sid's very brilliant question right away, which is if you don't use nuts, what else can you use? And you can definitely use beans, white beans or cauliflower or a combination, or you could use potatoes that are steamed. You can use anything you like. So 
Now we're going to add, so I've got cashews there um, in my case here, and then we're gonna add a cup of non-dairy milk. I'm using a soy milk that's just organic soybeans and water. And then I'm adding some actual water. And then I'm adding six ounces, which is about half a jar, could be six to eight ounces, half of a jar of roasted red peppers that I've rinsed off. And I stick the rest of the roasted red peppers in the freezer for the next time I might make this dish. And um, if you want to, this is a kind of a convenience because it comes in a jar already roasted. But I have many times had lots of fresh roasted red bell peppers in my refrigerator. So I just roast them in the oven for about 15 minutes. Or you could even add the roast the vegetable, um, the red peppers to the skillet with the onion and just kind of saute the peppers with the onions. I made this not very long ago and I happened to have an extra yellow bell pepper. So the color was a little different, but I added that to the pan of hot sauteing onions instead of the red pepper. And it changed the color of the final um, sauce that you're gonna see, but it was just as delicious and still really fun. And um, so yeah, so you can kind of mix and match and use whatever you like in this. Um, okay, so we've got our red bell pepper that can either be from a jar or fresh. It's just a, a step that kind of makes us save a little bit of time if you're getting it already prepared. And then I'm adding a little bit of nutritional yeast. If you don't like nutritional yeast, you can leave it out. I'm also adding a little bit of, it's not, I will say it's not a very dominant flavor here. It's just a little bit in the background. Adding a little bit of lemon juice, adding a little bit of um, yellow mustard. Again, about two teaspoons. And I also am just kind of doing that by eye. A little bit of salt or leave it out if you're avoiding salt. Maybe add extra lemon. And then a dash of cayenne pepper for a little bit of bite. But again, you can leave that out if you prefer not to have that extra zing. So we'll move that aside. And we're going to be ready to put our everything's in the blender here we're just going to make some noise again for a moment if you want to okay. mute me oh he won't be making noise because i'm going to be muting you and i'm going to be talking to the green warriors while you're blending very good so we have asked you green warriors if you do cook without oil and mom caregiver said that uh Oh, Sid Nader said, yes to no oil. It's easy to saute, roast, and bake without it. Sid's been on the show quite a few times, and we're going to be drawing for her book giveaway a little bit later on in the broadcast. This is Sid's book, The Plan A Diet, so you guys can check that out, and we'll be drawing for it a little bit later. And we're still blending, so I'm going to, okay, I think she, she's, Vicky's going to check to make sure it's good. We're good. Okay, excellent. So here's our sauce. You can see that it's kind of the color of like, oh, I don't know, like a mac and cheese sauce that might come from a box, but it's homemade and it's fresh and there's no cholesterol and 
but it's a really beautiful, rich color. And so I'm just gonna plate this and it smells so good too. The roasted red peppers and the onions, oh, it just makes a wonderful combination. So um, I love this sauce on um, pasta, obviously, because it's a mac and cheese, but I also really like this sauce on just like a baked potato or over broccoli. And in fact, I'm gonna show you what I'm gonna do here because now we're ready to just plate this mac and cheese up. I'm just gonna take some warm pasta and I'm gonna put the sauce on it and it's ready to serve. Or if you want to, because I used to do it this way all the time, I mix the sauce with the pasta and put it into the oven and get the whole casserole dish nice and warm. You could even top it with breadcrumbs if you want but I love it just like that. And so then we're just gonna add a little bit of sauce over the top. And this is so good, you could drink it with a spoon. It's like just delicious. So we've got our pasta ready to go. And this is really kind of a template I think of because it's, it can be as simple as this, just your delicious sauce on top of your pasta of your choice. I've used a whole wheat here, but you could use a gluten-free or any kind of pasta you want. You could put this over a different kind of grain, um, you know, like a rice or quinoa or something else. And also fun is to add any kind of vegetable to this. So you could have a steamed or roasted vegetable that you include some broccoli in here, or some, spin some spinach, um, some roasted butternut squash. Sometimes I'll add to the sauce or just mix in. You can add this sauce over potatoes or again, just over vegetables, but it's so good. So let's just mix it up here and I'll show you a little forkful. I'm, I'm tempted to take a bite of this, which I won't, but I'm tempted oh, you to and you'll, you'll, Do watch it for the, us. <laughs> you'll watch the sauce dripping down my face. It's so good. Like I just, it's so, so good. So yeah, this is one of our favorites and on rotation every week or two here. Oh, that looks delicious. So that's our easy mac and cheese. And actually that recipe is in my cookbook as well. And um, yes, really one of my favorites and definitely customizable to your dietary preferences. If you want to leave out the nuts and add beans instead or add some vegetables to get some extra fiber, serve a big salad along with it, like our lunch salad, something like that with that roasted asparagus. I mean, everything that I've mentioned, they're all really nice along with or even mixed in kind of depends on your, you know, what your favorite things are. Oh, that was wonderful. I, I happened to be in the grocery store the other day and with my husband and we walked by a display of those blue boxes of what they call mac and cheese. I don't know why they say cheese because they yeah. powder. powder. And, and, and we used to eat that, especially when we had young kids. Sometimes we would make that because it was just an, an easy thing. And, and you thought that you were feeding them healthy back then because you didn't know any better. And he said, well, I could go for some mac and cheese. And I said, well... <laughs> I'm going to have someone that's going to put a great recipe demo. And so he's really excited about watching you make it and because he loves to cook. And uh, Victor LaViola says, looks so yummy. And Sid Nader said, wonderful demonstration as usual. Ooh, thank and you, Sid. Said, I bet it could be nacho dip too. 
It could be, and you could actually spice this up even more. You know, I'm adding a little extra sauce because I just find the sauce so tempting. This is this sauce is really, really nice, and I've mixed it in with a chili so that you get kind of a chili mac, leftover, leftover chili added to this cheese sauce and pasta. It's just, um, you know, found a lot of different places to find, call home here in my kitchen. Oh, so, yeah. and it's really easy. You can see, I play this little game with myself sometimes where I put the pasta on to cook and I start to make the sauce and I try to see if I can beat the time it takes to get the whole pot of pasta to what, you know, to boil and then make the pasta and see if my sauce can be done by that time after I've sauteed my onion. And in almost every case, I can make this sauce in the time it makes takes to make pasta. And when you think of that, you know, when you're tempted to get a carry out order or stop at a drive through or something like that, and at home as in as quick as it takes to make a pot of pasta, you can make this sauce and this will last all week too. So I'll pour this into probably a quart size jar and keep this in the refrigerator. And then, you know, as my daughter visits or my son comes over, or my husband just wants a quick snack or something, they can just take the sauce out and pour it over vegetables or pasta or, um, you know, potatoes and whatever. And you've got an easy meal that's just, you know, exactly what's in it. Oh, so nice to know that you can make these meals. I mean, in, in less than an hour, and we've been chatting too. So you know, if you if you didn't have us distracting you, you'd been done by now. But yeah, yeah. And, and Mona said to Sid, "That sounds good," and add some jalapenos for that nacho dip. Yeah, some jalapenos, absolutely, and some beans on top of it, and lettuce and tomato, and yeah, you could an avocado. You could make it really fun. And also, the nice thing about this sauce, one other thing besides that, you can use it in lots of different ways. Is this is really great to freeze. So if you want to have a meal or two, but you've got another several servings left over and you want to have something different on, you know, a different day, um, you, this freeze is great if you use super cubes or any kind of other system in the freezer that will allow you to, you know, put them away. So you've got a, a cup or two cups ready to pull out for a different meal. This is this just freezes beautifully and then you can just pop them out and warm them on the stove. Oh, that is so awesome. I'm glad that you share that with us. And I also thought that it could possibly be like a soup, like a base for a soup, maybe. I bet it could. I don't think I've tried it that way, but I'm sure that would be a great way to, you know, you could extend it a little bit with some broth and maybe add some potatoes to it and kind of turn it into a potato cheddar or broccoli, you know, I'm sure. Oh, um, just the yeah. fact that you can freeze it. That is such a game changer because for a lot of us, we really like to batch cook and we sometimes you don't have time or you don't feel like it. And just knowing that you can go to the freezer and get something and usually things that have cheese are not necessarily freezer friendly, but this is going, that doesn't have cheese and it's going to be great. That's exactly right. It's a contrast to what dairy would normally, you know, prevent you from doing. So yeah, you can freeze this and that way you can always have something handy on those busy days where you don't have time to make something, you know, from scratch. And this way you've got your own homemade meals waiting for you. So definitely I like to have this kind of either this or a red sauce, like a marinara, something like that in my refrigerator and or freezer all the time. And when I run out, it's time to make more because I love to have this as a go-to, maybe some kind of a veggie burger some kind of a soup, and then I feel really taken care of all week long. 
-hmm. And you can freeze it in small portions for a single serve too. So it doesn't have to be that you have to defrost the whole uh, container full. And Kat said steamed peas would be good with that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, That's what a, a great idea. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Definitely, peas would be great in that. And Victor wanted to know what kind of pasta is that? Sorry if you've already reviewed this. Yeah, so I actually just used a whole wheat um, rotini and I like whole wheat pasta. I know a lot of people avoid gluten, so you could use a chickpea pasta or any kind that you like. My husband actually likes white pasta, so we usually usually makes a batch of that and I make whole wheat. And um, you know, if you like something, you know, made of red lentil pasta or any other kind that um, you enjoy, this works over any kind of pasta. But yeah, I like a whole wheat and this is just kind of a go-to from the Kroger for about a dollar. It's just easy and just made with whole wheat flour. Yeah, we're we're avoiding pasta at this time because the gluten seems to be a factor with us. So we've been using a lot of spiralized zucchini. Oh, what a great idea. Absolutely. Sure, absolutely. Just put this right over vegetables and you could spiralize zucchini or um, sweet potatoes or you know, any other kind of a vegetable that you enjoy and turn it into something really delicious with a lovely sauce on it. Yeah, it's a great idea. zucchini is so much fun to twirl on your fork too. And when it's covered it in a delicious sauce, you don't really think about it being zucchini. It really feels like you're almost like you're having pasta. It oh. definitely does, yeah. <laughs> Sid, Sid's got the wheels turning. She's like, drop it on a pizza? <laughs> yes, I'm sure you could drop it on a pizza. And I'm thinking when you're saying spiralizing, I love to spiralize potatoes and sweet potatoes. And you can spiralize beets. And I can just picture how pretty this would be over a combination of those three. You know, if you took some potatoes, sweet potatoes, beets, and onions maybe, and put them all in the oven and roasted those and then some lovely sauce over it. it would be really good yeah definitely i'm sure you can create a pizza i haven't done that you could do the probably the ranch as well if you wanted a fun topping for your pizza that was slightly different than a red sauce but yeah we have so many creative people that are watching and sid does such a great job of uh doing cooking demos although she's been on the show several times here and she's not done a cooking demo maybe one day i'll have her do that too because we, we all love to, we like to eat and we like to watch people make food too. <laughs> yeah, Sue does great demos. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Victor said spiralizing zucchini does have the same mouthfeel of pasta. Great idea. Yeah. I We've been doing a lot of that lately here at the house and, and it, it goes with so many different kinds of, even in a soup. You it know? really does because it's so... It's such a neutral flavor. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun thing for kids to do, to, to crank the spiralizer in the kitchen and, and participate. Okay, let me oh, just yes. look and see if we had any other comments or questions. If you have a question for Vicki, you may want to have just a question about how do you cook without oil or just kind of tips from the kitchen that she can share from you if you're having any things that you're struggling with or, or not sure about, she can definitely help you with those things. If you have a question about that, just go ahead and chime in and ask that because we will definitely have a lot of uh, great ideas coming from Vicki. And, and she, and like I said, she wrote this uh, wonderful recipe book 
and she's, we're going to have a drawing for this next week. So in the show notes, there's going to be something that you can go to to try to enter to win. It's a lovely, lovely cookbook, and it has so many different recipes in it, just like the ones that we were uh, talking about today. Let me just check and see. Okay. So why don't you tell us some more about the, the cookbook since I brought it up? Absolutely. So the Plant-Based for Life cookbook um, has over um, over 100 recipes, and each one of them has a photograph. So, um, And I took these photographs myself. So every recipe um, that you'll see in here has a photograph next to it of how to prepare it. And there's lots of recipes in here that are actually almost every single recipe, with the exception of maybe two, are extremely simple, all in one bowl, all in one pan, all in one you know jar of Vitamix, that kind of thing. Everything is very simple with simple ingredients. The one that might be a little longer to make is my lasagna, just because you have to make a sauce and another sauce and a filling, you know, a few other pieces. But um, everything is real simple and usually comes together very quickly. And there's lots of delicious desserts in here. These are peanut butter and jelly cookies and um, strawberry shortcake bars and some homemade ice creams and lots of breakfast recipes. Here's my applesauce donuts. So there's lots of lovely, I, my hand is probably on top of the photograph of it. So it's um, hard to see, but these are, um, but yeah, so there's about a hundred recipes, a little bit more. And um, there's also a section in here about how to get started, how to redo your pantry, how to eat more greens, how to you know, find ways to add more greens to your meals. Um, a little bit of information about the difference between vegan and plant-based for people who struggle with the, you know, what's, what is the difference? What to think about getting with your equipment if you're on a budget, which things are most helpful to start out with and which things maybe can wait. Um, so yeah, so a little bit of um, information about um, how to get things started and why we eat this way. Um, and a little bit of, because I'm a coach, I kind of help people with the, the objections they might feel that they're, or obstacles that they might have wondered about themselves. Like, well, is this expensive? Or what do I do if my family's not on board? Things like that. I have a little section in here where you can kind of, where I kind of become your coach to help you through some of the questions that you might have that might be in the way of, of moving forward with what's best for you and your health. Well, thanks for talking about the book. You really described it so well, and it just has so much to offer. And I love how I had asked you to do recipes, a recipe demo today, and you, <laughs> you agreed and said that you would do three. And this is almost like if you were starting a plant-based lifestyle, what would your day one look like? And there it is. You have a meal plan for your first day, and if you really wanted, you could just make that meal plan for your first week. You could just keep eating the same things, and you don't have to eat something for breakfast or lunch or dinner. You could change around or whatever you want, and that could be your first week of your of your first uh, attempt at doing the lifestyle or if you wanted to get back into it. Or like we were saying about how when people don't have much time, this is just a wonderful, wonderful solution that you gave to us. And Well, thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I think that a lot of the, the, a lot of the recipes in here, you could mix and match. So you could take one of the breakfast ideas and maybe 
you know, uh, one of the sauces or a soup and kind of make this that I've showed you today or a different one from here and vary it up from week to week if you want to. Some people are happy eating the same thing many times and others really like a lot of variety. And it does kind of come down to how much time you want to spend in the kitchen and then how many people you're cooking for. So many people that are cooking for a larger number of people may want to have more items to prepare on a weekend or maybe you'll make some things that you'll batch cook so you'll have them ready on a weekend and then maybe in the middle of the week you'll make something else and so it kind of depends and it does take a little bit of trial and error just to see how much food you'll need so that you've got something handy because it really does that's super important to have ready what you're going to you know the ingredients if you're going to make it um, if you're hungry, the prepared food already that you made the day before is very, very helpful. Yeah, and I saw that Victor had asked about what you ate for breakfast, but that, the comment kind of rolled by and I don't see it. So what, obviously you, you eat the oats that you made, but can you give us another example of something that you eat for breakfast? Yes, actually I do often have you know something like this oats i do sometimes make a tofu scramble and i've got a few of those ideas in here sometimes it's as simple as leftover mashed potatoes that i've made the day before with um i just use a non-dairy milk and a little bit of seasoning and um, sometimes i'll use those potatoes and some leftover vegetables that i have and i might put both of them together on an ezekiel english muffin that i've toasted so almost many days when I don't have a lot of time, I use Ezekiel toast and then I kind of pile up some um, potatoes and or sweet potatoes and or, you know, asparagus or cauliflower, whatever I've got on hand that today that is actually what I had was an Ezekiel English muffin. This is what I'm having tomorrow. <laughs> but an um, English muffin with some potatoes and some cauliflower and some asparagus because that's what I had handy. So I like that savory in the morning with some vegetables in it. But um, yeah, so I, I, it's usually pretty simple. It's usually something like toast and potatoes. Well, awesome. And vegetables. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. You've shared so much with us. And Green Warriors, just please click like to show your appreciation for what Vicki shared with us today. You know, it takes a lot to put together a recipe demo and she did three recipes and it's not that it takes a lot to cook this way, but when you're going to prepare it for an audience, you have to set things up just so and make sure that everybody can see what you're doing. If there's just, I've done a few recipe demos, well, more than a few, but I've done some as, as a guest on other people's shows. And there, there's a lot to it because you just want to make it just so nice. And I loved, loved all that you have so many pictures in that recipe book because that's a, that's a game changer for a lot of people. So, uh, Vicki, please tell us about what you do and how we can find you. Well, thank you, Amy. Um, my website is annarborvegankitchen.com. And I have a blog there and create and share recipes. So subscribe if you're so inclined, take a peek at my website and subscribe so that you'll get my new recipes as soon as they're published. I'm also a certified personal chef. So I do have a couple of clients that I cook for on the weekends. And um, I'm also a master vegan lifestyle coach. So I do work with people across the country remotely who are looking to transition to a plant-based diet and just having some obstacles or some questions, maybe need a little guidance to just 
kind of get over the hump of um, making it work for them. Maybe they've tried it. Maybe they've got a, a, a condition uh, that they're trying to reverse or some chronic situation that they're, has been, they're struggling with. So I work with people who are looking to become whole food plant-based and just need a little bit of help um, along the way. So I do work with people for one or three months uh, doing that. And then I cook for people um, as a cooking instructor for groups of all sizes. I have people in my kitchen if they're local and otherwise I do remote teaching for people with a variety of audiences um, and am delighted to be able to answer any questions that anyone might have. And feel free to email me. I have a contact page on my website. Um, that um, you can reach out if you have any questions about substitute ingredients or you're wondering about a, a recipe instruction or any other questions. I'm happy to try to answer and um, or try to get an answer if I don't have one. Okay. And here's a question that often comes up with people who have discovered the whole food plant-based lifestyle. And I'd love for you to answer it. And it's from Victor. Do you eat carbs at every meal? I eat carbs at every meal because that's what gives me energy. That's what I run on. So I try to have some protein as well, you know, un throughout the day, um, meaning foods like beans. And of course, all the foods we're talking about have some amount of protein, some amount of carb and some amount of fat as well. But I do tend to have kind of a carb heavy whole food, you know, potatoes, sweet potatoes, quinoa, brown rice, those kinds of carbs, um, butternut squash, and so forth, you know, corn, all those kinds of lovely whole foods as a base for whatever else I'm having. So I create a lot of soups and stews where I'm using those ingredients, along with all kinds of other vegetables and beans. And I do try to include beans and greens often throughout the day for just all the extra micronutrients that they and fiber that they add but I do live on um, the energy I get from, from potatoes and sweet potatoes primarily, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I eat carbs and I guess for me, I would want to distinguish between the carbs that are refined and the carbs that are not refined. And yes. so, because it seems like carbs in general are vilified, but actually it's the refined carbs, meaning the things that you find in boxes and in crinkly packages and and jars and things like that that are that those are the ones that have been processed and a lot of the fiber has been taken out of them and that's why they're really not good for you but when you eat the unrefined carbs meaning the things that you can pull off of a tree or dig out of the dirt or cut off of a plant those are not going to hurt you and they're, they're you're going to be fine eating as many of them as you like and they all have some degree of protein in them, some more than others. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's exactly such an important point because yes, carbs are vilified, but it's only certain ones, you know, we're not talking about choosing to eat, um, you know, cookie dough from a Pillsbury package or, you know, a Duncan Hines cake or something like that. Those are the carbs that, or the donuts at the corner bakery. Those are the carbs that are not our friend, but the ones that are the whole potato, the whole sweet potato, brown rice with you know beans, because um, beans are one of, I mean, vegetables, all of these are, are good, healthy carbs. So 
yeah, the starchier ones are the ones I think, you know, we get a lot of energy from. But again, the good whole food, plant-based um, versions of these foods. Yeah, the, all the bodybuilders that I've interviewed on the show, included, including Robert Cheek, said it's not the protein that you want to worry about. It's it's the carbohydrates that you want to fuel yourself. And that's what's going to fuel the athlete and fuel all of us, like you said. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. That's such a great point. Well, I'm really excited because I'm going to be doing this book giveaway now. And I hope Sid's still with us so she can see live that we're going to do this drawing. And and many of you that are watching and listening have already entered to win this. And next time we're going to be drawing for your book, the, the plant-based book here. But th that'll be next time. And I'll have uh, links in the show notes for how you can enter to win that cookbook from Vicki. But let's, let, I'm going to do that. And I'm doing this all by myself, guys. So just bear with me and we are going to get that spinning wheel. And there's the spinning wheel. So I'm going to spin the wheel and we're going to see who wins this book. All right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and it's Penny. Penny has, is the winner. Congratulations, Penny. I'm going to be sending your information to Sid, and she's going to be sending your copy of the Plan A Diet to you. And I'll have a link to the, this book in the show notes because it's a wonderful book as well. And next time we're going to do something similar for your book, Vicki. So that should be a lot of fun. Excellent. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So I want to really thank you, Vicki, your expertise and your passion and your delicious recipes have truly uh, enlightened us and inspired us. So Vicki, what would be your final take home message for our green warriors? You can do it and you, you owe it to yourself you get to feel this good and get the kind of energy you deserve by eating well. So yes, I invite you to, to share um, these recipes with your loved ones and um, enjoy them in your own kitchen. Wonderful. And, and Green Warriors, tell us what you're going to remember about today. We learned a lot. And uh, one of my takeaways is self-care. I mean, I think about that a lot, but it, it was a reminder that we, they often say if you're in an airplane and the oxygen mask drops down, you need to put it on yourself first before you can help others. And Vicki has definitely taught us ways that we can care for ourselves so we can even be a better version of ourselves for people that we love and, and that we can take care of them and hopefully not have to uh, have them one day take care of us. And I also wanted to thank Jess Task Voice. She did the countdown. She did the promos. She did the voiceover. She's very talented at that. And just Task Voice, tell us who's coming up next. Ever wondered if there's a way to prevent and reverse autoimmune diseases naturally? Learn what is not in any Harvard medical textbook and what most doctors don't know about autoimmune disease. Join us as we learn practical insights and no-nonsense wellness strategies from Peter Rogers, MD, Wednesday, January 24th. 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live.
and to you, my incredible green warrior, thank you. Your comments are not only interesting, but also incredibly helpful to all of us. And your engagement makes our community vibrant and supportive. So keep sharing your thoughts and your experiences and your questions, because together we're creating a space for inspiration and growth in our plant-based journey. So as a special thank you to you, I'm offering you five free recipes. So just go to begreenwithamy.com slash join and I'll send them to you. So Green Warriors and Vicki, please take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder. Now squeeze, because that's a hug from me to you. And if you want to join me and Vicki with my tagline, you guys can type it in the comments below. Are you ready, Vicki? I'm ready. All right. Until I see all of you again, remember, be strong, be well, and be green. green. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vicki. Thank you, Green Warrior. Thanks, everybody, for making this possible. We'll see you again soon. My pleasure. Now you can get five free whole food plant-based SOS free recipes from Be Green with Amy. Just click on the link in the show notes and Amy will send you five free recipes, motivational quotes, and more so you can be strong, be well, and be green.